Suns at the Mavericks. Pre-game at 4.30 this afternoon on Arizona Sports 98.7 and the Arizona Sports app. All right, no 4 o'clock reset today as we welcome you back to the Burns and Gambo show and we go into the 4 o'clock hour. We are a somewhat shorter show today. You and I are going to be done with our portion of the Burns and Gambo show coming up in a half hour. Then you and I will sit in with Tim Ring for Here Comes the Suns from 4.30 until 5. Early start time for the Suns and the Mavs tonight. National TV audience. Big, big, big game that we're going to preview coming up in the next segment. And if you stay with with us, that includes uh, what Kevin Durant, who continues to get a lot of attention on him nationally, right? The boardroom, the comments, Charles Barkley, leadership, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Kevin Durant granted a one-on-one to Malika Andrews, and we got a little sneak peek of that, so we'll play some cuts from that coming up in a few Great. minutes. Is that going to be When's that going to be aired? For the game tonight or on ESPN? I'm I'm not sure. Some of it is already on social media. It's out there, right? So I'm not sure. I wonder if they're just teasing ahead to it. Right, yeah. But but it's stuff that you're going to want to hear. So we'll have that coming up in a few minutes because we're still working on getting that turned around for you. In the meantime, uh, once again, tip of the cap to our morning show, Bickley and Murata, for Newsmakers Week. Great guest. I was listening to Jerry Colangelo today. It's always good to hear him talk about basketball and how to fix the all-star game, you know, like just, just what he thinks they should do. It's really good stuff. Monty Austin Fort was on with him as well, the general manager of the Cardinals. Give me a little sneak preview of what to expect this offseason for the Cards. And I, I tell you, the one cut, there was a lot that stood out to me. I want to play this one for you. Monty Austin Fort, yes, we're going to be active in free agency when it starts in a few weeks. But free agency is also another big area where we are definitely going to be active in free agency. You know, what does that mean? You know, I, I can't spell that out for you right now. I don't know what that means, like, because we don't completely control that. Right. Uh, there's there's a market and there's players that we think are going to be available right now that two weeks from now are not going to be available. So, you know, free agency is full of unknowns in that respect. And also, you know, there's there's dangers in free agency. You know, the free agency, uh, the nature of free agency is uh, it's you end up over overpaying. Mm-hmm. That's that's how it works. Uh-huh. It's, it's full of uh, there's full of mistakes. Now, that's not to say that there's not there's not things that you can fix there. Right. And so we are going to take our chances and we, there will be times where we uh, find ways to supplement our roster. But ultimately, we're going to build this team and, and what we're going to be moving forward. We're going to build this thing through the draft. And, and when you build through the draft, you don't want to tie up a lot of your free agent money on one or two guys because you want to be able to re-sign the guys that you, you build with. You want to be able to keep those guys. And teams always like reinvesting in their own free agents when they like those players um, mm-hmm. because, you know, because you know who they are, you know about them, rather than the unknown with some of these other free agents. It seems very likely to me was what we've been talking all along. They'll plug some holes. They'll spend some money. They're not going to spend big money. They're going to let the, the first wave kind of go with the top-end guys. And they'll sign some of the lower-to-middle-tier guys to come in on shorter-term contracts to fill some holes. Yeah, it, it. you can just hear the risk, right? You can hear the, hey, just just so everybody knows, everybody understands, guys in this part of the free agency, the offseason, they get overpaid. They're not perfect. It's not great. We're going to try to fill some holes. We're going to try to do the best we can. Um, but as Monty Austin Fort said, the, the draft is the most important thing. There are, you, you get more swings of the bat, as he talked about. In free agency, you just, you're going to get some misses because there are going to be some over 
overpays. They asked him, what to you is the most important thing when you sit down and you analyze a prospect when he's coming out of college? Here's what Monty Austin Fort said. I'd love to sit here and tell you that I'm, I'm going to bat a thousand, you know, from draft picks and it's just not reality. There's just, it's just not going to happen. And so, you know, I think with, with anything, um, we always talk about it is any player evaluation that we're trying to do. It's, it's a, it's a pie, right? And so there's a bunch of different things that go into each piece of that pie. And I'd say the vast majority of that is always going to go back to the game tape. Okay. And so that's ultimately it's going to go back to, Hey, what does this guy do when he's actually playing football? Most important thing for them. Game tape. Yeah. Beyond the interviews, yeah. beyond the combine stuff, actual which, tape of you playing actual football, which is good because we always kind of, we always kind of wonder how a guy's stock has plummeted uh, in between the last game he played and, you know, the time he got drafted. Now, obviously you could have a bad interview. You can, you know, something could happen, but the game tape is what it is. All of these guys have played the last, everybody's going to get drafted has played the last game. They're done. They're done playing games. I'll go to combine. I'll work out. They'll show you what they could do, but it's the game tape. That's really ultimately should be what makes a decision on a player or not. Yeah, I agree with that. And a great follow up question from Dan was, okay, so you, you've done all your homework. You've got this money. Also for called it a pie, right? And we, we go into a looking at draft prospects and, and we pie charted a little bit. And some of it is the interview. Some of it's the combine. Some of it's the game tape. When you scout a guy, how do you know that he's going to play his ass off in the middle of December when he's on a bad football team? Here's what Monty said. And I think that goes back to, are they showing it on the tape? Okay. Because you can say, you can sit across from me and tell me anything you want to do. Mm-hmm. But in the end, are you doing it on the tape? And then when we meet the player and when we sit across from them, does that match what they're telling us? Does that match what they said they're doing on the tape? And so if those two match, you know, we're rolling and we feel good. <laughs> if those don't match, yeah, gotcha. we got some more work to do. Play an interview says, oh yeah, man, I was playing my butt off last year. It, and they'll go look at the tape. Yeah, no, you weren't. Right. No, you weren't. Now, again, he's admitting we're not. it's not a perfect science, and everyone knows there are going to be draft picks that you miss on. But it's it's interesting. For the second year now, we're going into a far different process of how the Cardinals are going to draft compared to Steve Kime. Different, it's going to be different. Different sport. But you know who I think about when I, when I think about a player who says one thing but does a different thing? Who? DeAndre Ayton. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Right? I'm dominating. I'm not watching. Wait, wait a second, dude. You didn't like. You didn't even hustle. Yeah, you're not even like. You just watch. You just watch that guy grab that rebound and score. Or like, <laughs> like you know. I'll that's see, point. Yeah, that's a guy who says one thing, says all the right things, and then you put the tape in and you look like, yeah, that's not what that's you said. Not what you're doing? That's not Arizona sports breaking news. Lauren. Her head coach, Frank Vogel, Bradley Beal, is out tonight against the Mavericks with a hamstring injury and is unlikely to play tomorrow in Houston. Okay, no Beal. Not quite ready to go. Okay, had the nose uh, reworked, right, or readjusted, surgery Uh on the nose. Sounds like it was more the hamstring, though, and less the face. Um, He tested the hamstring and felt it enough to indicate that he was not quite ready to go. So no Beal tonight. Okay. Sounds like probably no Bradley Beal tomorrow. Um, We'll see, you know, Kellen Olsen points out on social media that Eric Gordon got the start in the last game before the break. But this might be more of a Royce O'Neal starts instead kind of a situation. Long term, I am going to continue to say I'm not worried about Bradley Beal. I'm not worried about this specific injury with Bradley Beal. Mm-hmm. I'm, I've just decided I'm going to have to always be worried about Bradley Beal. 
just gonna have to. I'm gonna have to learn to live with that as a Suns fan. I'm gonna have to learn to get comfort, get comfortable <laughs> with being uncomfortable about Bradley Beal's availability. You know why this is an important game too tonight? Who's the team directly ahead of you in the standings? The team directly ahead yeah. of you is the Denver Nuggets. Denver Nuggets. You know they're home tonight against Washington. Mm. So you lose this game to Dallas, one game off the standings, and one because Denver's going to win at home against Washington. Yeah, um, you'll lose a game to either the Clippers or Oklahoma City because they play each other. Golden State plays the Lakers with no LeBron; they could win a game here tonight. New Orleans is home against Houston. You start to you just start to look at the schedule Every and night. be like, okay. Yeah, we're again, but we're going to do that every night yep. from here on out for the last two months of the season. Who played last night? Who did what? What do the standings look like? Because it's so tight. And again, Denver gets Portland tomorrow. Yeah, okay. Well, so the team directly ahead of you, they've got a back-to-back like you do. They've got Washington and Portland. I'm not going to worry about this in the short term. I'm not going to worry about it in the short term. But over the, I'm I'm gonna, I'm you're gonna saying be, that, but your face says a different well, thing. Well, okay, in the short term tonight. Tomorrow, the next few days, they, they play three games in the next four nights. Okay, I'm not worried about Bradley Beal in the short term. I am worried that it's just always going to be something. And if it's always something with Bradley Beal, it just makes it very, very difficult, doesn't it? To to count on him, yeah. to rely upon him, to know he's going to be there makes it tough. But like he tough. can play every game from now until the end of the regular season. And when the playoffs start, we're going to cross our fingers and hope that nobody gets hurt. Amen to that. Uh, you've got the Burns and Gambo Show podcast. You might be listening to us on podcast form right now. So, hello. Thank you for listening. Subscribe on your iPhone and your Android. And it works like every other podcast that you love to listen to. You'll never miss any of our show. The Burns and Gambo Show brought to you this week by your Valley Chevy dealers. Kevin Durant says he can envision himself one day in the sun's Ring of Honor. Sounds great to us. You'll hear what KD has to say next on the Burns and Gambo Show. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Burns and Gambo, what's on tonight? All right, what's on tonight? The games that we're going to watch this evening, and it's brought to you by Global Credit Union. Twelve branches here to serve you. Become a member today by going to globalcu.org. It's going to be a long night at the Gambadoro household, I am predicting. Here's the reason why. Okay, Suns, go ahead. Suns Mavs at 530. Uh-huh. All right, that game's on tonight. Uh, you also have Washington at ASU tonight. That game starts at 7 o'clock. Oh, That's no, also Washington on State. tonight. Then at 9 o'clock tonight, Washington State is at Arizona. I believe the Cougs are ranked 21st They're very in the good. country. They're yeah. very good. I think They're these very are good team. two of the top teams in the Pac-12. That uh, game is on FS1 tonight. Yeah, it's going to be a late night. You're going to be up for that one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Aren't you? You have uh, I will. I will probably yeah because the Suns game should be over by then right by nine by nine better be Yeah. Unless it goes into like triple overtime. Yeah. It, it, right. It'll be over. Yeah. It'll... I enjoy watching U of A basketball. Yeah, we know. I do. I enjoy watching them. We, you've, you've made that abundantly clear. I'm not I don't enjoy like I don't know. Like I don't like I don't know Purdue games on, I'm not gonna watch it. But when U of A's on, I, I watch U of A. Yes, you do. Mm-hmm. All right, that's what's on tonight. Brought to you by Global Credit Union. Uh, Suns basketball, we're going to step aside. The reason we're doing what's on tonight this early in the show is that we're going to step aside a little early tonight. Uh, but we'll be on with Tim for Here Comes the Suns. Yes, Tim Ring is coming on. in here. Uh, Kevin Durant, this is a one-on-one done with Malika Andrews. Now, I don't know when this is actually going to air, air, but a lot of it was kind of dropped on social media. And here's KD with Malika Andrews on his career in Phoenix. Do you want to finish your career? in Phoenix? I mean, I 
I've been on so many teams, and I said this before. Right now, in this moment today, what I was thinking about the next minute, yeah. But that's just saying right now, and I can't really predict what may happen, but I love playing in Phoenix. I love the fan base, the city. I've grown to understand what our mission is, being in the Valley, and how deep these people care about their team. You know? So I started to understand the history of the Suns, and I'm glad to be a part of it. I want to go up in that ring of honor one day, so I'm having long that takes. I love the answer. Like I, he is, he has been around this league for a long time. Right now, I've like I've, I've said this many times, but right now, today, yeah, I'd love to be in that ring of honor. I'd love to finish in the Phoenix Suns. I don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow, but right now, the way I'm feeling, yeah, I'd like to finish here. Yeah, that was I have a I have a love hate relationship with the answer to that question. The way he ended it, fantastic. I love that he's getting to understand the history of the Suns and this fan base and how much it means to us for this organization to win a championship. I mean, anybody who's been a fan of this team knows how I don't want to say the word tortured but how long we've had to wait for that success. Boy, he did put a lot of qualifiers on it, though, at the beginning, didn't he? I don't know how I'm going to feel tomorrow. We'll see. Well, I, I say this everywhere I go. It's right, like, right. Like, Come on, KD. Right. Just scratch my back, KD. Give me some, give me what I want to hear, you know? And so, He's still in Seattle right now waiting to retire. Like, I, I everywhere you go, you like that run in Oklahoma City was phenomenal. He probably thought that those guys would win championships, him and Harden and Westbrook, and he'd retire there. And then, you know, with the Warriors, he got to the Warriors, man, I'm winning championships here, this is great, and then the Nets, I get to play with Kyrie, it's, yeah, I mean, he's moved around a whole lot. Yeah, I just, I didn't, I didn't love all those qualifiers at the beginning, but I sure did love how he answered at the end about how much a title would mean uh, for this fan base. Here's more from Kevin Durant with Malik Andrews. I definitely feel older after some games, after some stretches, (laughs) (laughs) being around for so long, you gain so much experience about the game. See some of the other greats in other sports, Tom Brady's, the Kyle Ripkins, and the Derek Cheaters. These guys have played for such a long time, and you just get inspired by that and give as much back to the game as you can. And I think, you know, when you get, become older, that's a part of it, is giving back and passing stuff down that you learned as well. So that goes on top of wanting to win, wanting to be the greatest that you can be. If you want to call it the back nine of my career, it just made it even more fun. Soulful music in the background there. I, I think he is becoming so likable for a guy that, you know, is, you know, doesn't want all the attention. He's done some rounds of interviews recently and he did one with us, me and you on the station, you know, three, four weeks ago. Yeah. Kevin Durant came on with us and I continue to be blown away by his approach to everything. I think he's real. Like, I don't think any of this is fake. I think this is who I am. Take it or leave it. I'm not out, you know, but he's done some of the media rounds lately and it comes off as a, just a very likable guy for those people that don't really know him. He comes across as a very genuine, this is who I am take it or leave it kind of thing. You know, like a, like a, this, this is, I'm very comfortable being me. I'm comfortable in my own skin. And if you don't like it, great. I, I love that. I didn't get to play this earlier, but this is Brian Windhorst on ESPN. All of this talk about Kevin Durant not being a great leader. And Windhorst basically said, I'm not going to stand for Kevin Durant's slander. Stop it. The fastest way to upset me is people who disrespect Kevin Durant. This guy's career has been absolutely spectacular. He has earned everything. He doesn't 
need for anything. The only thing that's ever been an issue with Kevin Durant is he's too worried about what other people think. And the fact that he's talking about worrying about people think of him as a leader is another verification of that. Everything else, he is almost peerless. And his hard work pays off. But I don't think he's talking a lot about other people not calling him. He had the one you know, comment that he made to Dwayne Rankin about, hey, yeah, Charles Barkley said this, unless you're in the gym with me, you don't understand. I think the rest of everything Kevin Durant has had to say has been very much a, this is who I am. If you think I'm a leader, great. If you don't think I'm a leader, whatever. You know, I'm not, I, I don't, I'm not getting the sense that Kevin Durant's too hung up on what Charles Barkley thinks about his leadership ability. You know, I, I think he understands and desperately wants that, that place on the mantle in basketball lore. He wants to be part of the stories, as he said on his boardroom, uh, in, you know, hour and 15 minute interview, the, the stories of the NBA, the way my, you know, People talk about me in the game. I, he cares about that stuff. Like, he does. He cares about that stuff. It's just amazing to me after all these years, and I don't disagree with you, after all these years, how much the decision for him to go to Golden State continues to hang over him in some ways like a dark but cloud. But not for him. Not for him, but for, for, for others, how others okay. perceive him. He's yes. got two championship rings, and he's a two-time for, NBA Finals MVP. For, for how others perceive him, uh, people still hold that against him, and they, they when they think of Kevin Durant and how they think of Kevin Durant, I think for a lot of people to this day, it's still defined by that. By him going to Golden State and chasing rings by joining the biggest, baddest team on the block. And I, I think for certain segments of the fan base, he's never been able to live that down. Ever. And he may, and, and and he may never case, do it. He may never live down. If he it wins down. a championship here, but maybe he does. He, he, as long as he's fine with it. You won two, you got two championship rings. Nobody could ever say you didn't win a ring. Like they say about Barkley and Carmelone and Stockton. And, and Patrick Ewing, you're, yeah. not, you're not in that category. You won two. Uh, once again, no Bradley Beal tonight against the Dallas Mavericks. We're out of here, but we're not. We're going to be joining Tim Ring for Here Comes the Suns. That's next here on the Burns and Gambo Show in Arizona Sports. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go. 